Welcome, everyone, and we have a real treat this morning, and I know you knew this was coming, but uh, Bill and Becky uh, Petit have not been to Calvary in probably six years, five years? Six years, yeah. Six years, and uh, we so enjoyed having them last time. We just have, have, have just been really eager to get them back. A little history uh, about the Petits. Um, Chris and I went to the, to the same college that the Petits were in, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, Bill was in seminary, and Becky had grown up on the mission field in Japan. And while she was there, uh, there was another family in Japan that she knew quite well, and it happened to be Sandy Hornbrook's family. It's a small world after all, right? Uh, I remember one day we were doing some international student ministry here, and we had these two uh, Japanese girls that we were trying to figure out how to minister to. And uh, I said, boy, you know, I w can we find someone who speaks Japanese? And Sandy said, oh, I speak Japanese. Who knew? <laughs> and uh, then we got talking and realized she knew Becky from when they were kids growing up in Japan. So here they are, both of them together. Both of you two wave. Old, old friends, right? <laughs> not you, Bill. Oh. And <laughs> Bill did not grow up in Japan. Oh. Uh, we met Bill and Becky in college, as I said, and... They fell in love and uh, got married, but they were ministers to the deaf, and so all their ministry was through sign language. Uh, when Bill decided to marry Becky, he realized, you know, they were going to go back to Japan uh, to kind of pick up where her parents left off or whatever, which meant he needed to learn American sign language, Japanese sign language, Japanese verbal, and Japanese written. So four languages. Uh, and by God's grace, you would never say that you did it, right? Because no, you have to study it all the time. We asked him, do you still have to study every day? And he said, yeah, I studied it this morning. Uh, so what a challenge it is uh, to minister in Japan. And one of the things that if you know anything about missions, uh, there are places in the world where people have gone to attempt to plant churches, and it's very, very rare that it happens uh, Bill and Becky, by the grace of God, were able, after 27 years, uh, to finish up building this church, planting a church, and turning it over to uh, a national pastor. Uh, their son, Billy, is a Japanese pastor. Now, that may sound like a non sequitur with a name like Billy, right? Well, he really is an American kid, but he grew up in Japan, and now he's the pastor of his own church, but not supporting, he's not a missionary, he's not an American missionary. He is part of the culture there, and he is a Japanese pastor, uh, preaches and teaches in Japanese, and, uh, and I understand has not even taught his child English. Uh, he's a true Japanese young man. Anyway, uh, this is a real treat to have Bill and Becky here for us. Uh, one more thing about our relationship, and that is uh, when Chris and I decided to get married, we asked Bill to do the wedding. And uh, Bill flew all the way out to the, to the uh, flyover country in Kansas and almost didn't make it, but made it and uh, married us. And we've been uh, dear friends all of these years, and we praise God for you two. Please come and minister to Calvary Bible Church. Good morning. I am Bill Petit, and I was actually born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm Becky, and I have a little sticker in the back of my neck. It says, Made in Japan. Yes, she was, born and raised in Japan. 
Uh, I came to know the Lord uh, when I was eight years old. I got angry at a kid in school. My teacher led me to the Lord, realized that Jesus had died in my place for my sin, buried, risen again. I trusted him that day and still do. And it's sort of funny, but I was eight years old too. Of course, being a missionary kid, I grew up in church, but I knew head knowledge about Jesus Christ. But I fought with my brother like crazy. And I one night realized that I knew about Jesus, but I had never asked him to forgive my sin of my anger towards my brother and all the other sins. And he forgave me, and I have hope of heaven because of his grace. I don't have much to say because Pastor Dan already said it all, though I'd like to tweak a few things, but that's fine. It was good. Well, really. I have one thing. Yeah. Uh, our daughter, Dan, said that our daughter taught him uh, what, what did you say? Uh, uh Matured, matured oh, him there because she screamed in the van while we were traveling together all the time. So, uh -huh. yeah, I we sort of debated whether to sing, but we're singing one song because <clears throat> Pastor Dan and Chris mentioned that they remembered this. So this is called missionary stuff, and the only thing we've changed from the last time is instead of saying we uh, were driving down the road with a hand-drawn map, we're driving down the road with a Google app. But here it goes. It's very short, <laughs> and we'll go right into it. Yeah. It's, it's not, not trekking through the jungle in the steaming heat. It's not eating shish kebabs made of monkey meat. It's not cutting off pythons with your pocket knife that make the biggest part of a missionary's life. But it's raising with kids will just take a nap while you're trying to find church with a Google app. It's raising your kids from the front seat of a car while you're driving down the road trying to figure out where you are. It's, it's not, not cruising, cruising down the river in a dugout log. log. It's not being guest of honor where they're serving dog. dog. It's, it's not shooting the breeze in Swahili with the old Zulu. But it's getting rid of things that you've had for years while you're trying to pack a barrel through a blur of tears. It's saying goodbye to Grandma just one more time while you're sitting in the airport just pretending that you're feeling fine. It's not wearing funny clothes in a foreign land. It's not speaking jungleese like the natives can. It's not baptizing thousands in a single day or always getting what you wanted every time you pray. But it's growing to love people that you've come to know and rejoicing in the changes as you see them grow. It's being amazed at all the things God has done. Then it's going home on furlough and you feel like you have just begun. We have 13 minutes. Thank you, thank you. Which says more than we could through pictures. And do I push a button or somebody else push this? Press play. Okay, good. Aha! I kicked the computer right off the thing. That'd be bad. Okay. Acts 16 tells of the founding of the Church of Philippi. It is filled with amazing stories of God's providence, leading, and provision. Paul eventually left the church and headed to Thessalonica, but he never forgot the church in Philippi. He loved that church, and it was hard to leave. He wrote them later and said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, and called them 
my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown. We also left a church we had been with from its earliest days. Dozens were saved and baptized. We had three building programs, men and women trained, a pastor ordained, people called into the ministry, and along the way, amazing stories of God's providence and grace. Our kids grew up there and were called into service themselves. It was hard to leave those who we still love. In the spring of 2014, Becky and I started searching for a place to start a new church. We waited on the Lord in prayer, talked to pastors in the South Kyushu area of Japan, and visited potential cities. The Japanese people are said to be the second largest unreached people group in the world, and the part of Japan we live in has only about 0.1% who would claim to be Christians. There are few churches, and the average attendance of those that there are is about 17. As we drove from city to city, we found there would be no wrong place to start a church. Everywhere was needed. We felt led to start a new church in the city of Izumi in northern Kagoshima Prefecture. Kagoshima Prefecture is located at the southern tip of the last main island of Japan, Kyushu. Its capital city is also named Kagoshima. Our last church plant was in the city of Aida, just north of the city of Kagoshima. Our present church plant is in the city of Izumi, about an hour and 15 minutes by car north and west of Aida. We knew one single girl who used to be part of our church in Aida that lived in a city nearby to Izumi, and no one else. While searching for a place to rent in Izumi, we saw an ad for an unusually large house at an unusually low price. It didn't show an address, but we thought that while we were in the area, we would like to visit the house and see it, just for fun. Driving into the city, we took a turn up a road in an area near the city bullet train station we thought appropriate for a new church, and immediately found that building with a realtor sign out front. We called, and the realtor came immediately and showed us the building. It was the former home of a construction company president who had gone bankrupt. It had large rooms with high ceilings, and this room meant to be a playroom for his grandkids. The building itself had cost well over a million dollars. Nobody seemed to want it. The owner eagerly accepted our offer of about $210,000. Where did we get the money? Money had been raised to buy and build the property and building for our last church plant. As the church repaid that money, it was put into a revolving loan fund that has since benefited other churches as well. We had enough to buy the property outright and immediately started paying that sum back to replenish our loan fund so it could be used to establish other churches. Since then, we have paid back about $100,000 of the amount borrowed. We moved to Izumi in July of 2014. 
we lived in a couple of rooms in the back corner of the second floor of the church building. We started preparing the building and the grounds, made contacts, tore down a big gate in an old outbuilding, put up a sign, registered as a church so we didn't have to pay taxes. Too many details to list. The Cars, who had previously spent 15 years in another city, came and joined us. Becky's stepmom passed away, and Becky's dad, Paul Shook, who had been a missionary in Japan from 1955 to 2002, moved back to Japan to live with us at the age of 91. In December of 2019, he moved back to the States at the age of 97 and married Joy Hedrick of Denver, Colorado. To our great surprise, we soon met a few Christians that had been praying that someone would start a church in Izumi. We also found that the area was full of young families and lots of kids. The kids in the area often come to play at the church. We had expected to have just a small handful attend any services or meetings we held for the first few years, but from the very beginning had a small core group that helped us. We held a dedication service on October 12, 2014 which was also Becky's dad's 92nd birthday, and started work in earnest. Through each work of faith and daily life, we seek to develop contacts, deepen personal relationships, share the gospel, and see people become followers of Christ as worshipers, servants, evangelists, and those who love the Lord and the Church. In addition to personal evangelism, discipleship, and counseling, our ministry life included Sunday worship, followed by a meal, Sunday school, Wednesday night prayer meeting and Bible study, regular children's evangelistic outreaches, regular teen meetings and outreaches, regular singles meetings, English then Bible classes, a gospel choir made up of mainly unsaved people from the area, special concerts, ladies' meetings, seminars, camps, and much, much more. One special area of ministry is ministry to the deaf in Japan. In addition to deaf who attend our church in Izumi, we have traveled to speak at deaf churches, seminars, camps, and a variety of special meetings during our time in Izumi. We also participated in the ordination of a deaf pastor for the Kagoshima Deaf Baptist Church. Along the way, we've had both setbacks and blessings. Our son Billy has been pastoring the Akita Bible Baptist Church in Akita, Japan, very far north of us, since January of 2011. The church had been without a pastor for 17 years. He and his wife, Motoi, were married for 11 years when the Lord blessed them with a son. 
our first grandchild, Liam Kai Petit, born October 1st, 2014. Our daughter, Danielle, had moved back to Japan to devote her life to evangelism and discipleship in Japan while operating her own English conversation school. She was married to a very fine young man from our former church, Takia Kajihara, on November 2, 2014. Takia has been in Bible school classes for the past few years, and both are serving the Lord at Kibo Baptist Church in Ida. On June 16, 2017, they were blessed with a baby girl, our second grandchild, Emma K. Kajihara. In 2016, both Bill's stepfather, Bill Carr, and then his mom, Sarah Petit Carr, went to be with the Lord after battling pancreatic cancer. Bill and Becky went back to the States for about three months in the summer of 2016 to stay with Bill's mom and care for her until she died. The Cars, who had joined us in 2014, left Japan to pursue other ministry opportunities in July of 2017. This was a great loss to the ministry. Julie Paquette, a single missionary from Quebec, Canada, joined us in September of 2016, spent the first couple years studying Japanese, and is now actively involved in every area of church life, especially in outreach to teens and young singles. The Uchizonas, a wonderful Christian couple, moved to Izumi in 2016 as well to help in starting the new church. Mr. Uchizona was born and raised in Izumi and has long had a burden for his hometown. We are very thankful that God sent them to help us as well. And lastly, special thanks to Joel and Misty Defendifer, old friends, who sold their home, left their jobs, and came to Japan to cover for us for furlough and to dedicate their lives to evangelism in Japan. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Our enemy is always angry to see a new church and will continue to oppose us every step of the way. Please pray for us to have boldness and vision for the future as we continue to extend your ministry through church planning, discipleship, and evangelism to the people of Japan. It's all been said and done. There is just one thing that matters. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? And when it's all been said and My treasures will mean nothing. Only what I've done for love's reward will stand the test of time. Lord, your mercy is so. 
ministering in Japan through the extended ministry of your church for many, many years, and some of you didn't even know it. You don't know those people. We know almost every name you've seen, and uh, you'll meet them in heaven someday, lots of them, Lord willing. I, I know I, Pastor Dan told me to stop at about 11, so I will be there. No problem at all, okay? <laughs> this is a time to connect, so I'm going to ask you if you are physically not infirm. If you're infirm, you can remain seated. If you're not infirm, if you could stand up for me. Stand up, please. We're going to play a game. And I'm going to come up here. In Japan, everything is decided by a process known as, Sandy? John Kampon. That's right. You know it as rock, paper, scissors. And this is the way they do it. Becky, you got to come and help me. We're going to do this really quick. My big job is to knock out Dan real quick and uh, see who wins, okay? We go, Saishuagu, John Kampon. Anyway, that's a tie, but that's okay. It basically, you most of you know the game. Um, paper defeats rock. Scissors defeat, defeat paper, and rock defeats scissors. You don't have to remember all that because I'll help you with it. Actually, it's much more ubiquitous than here in the States. Far, 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 far more. We have whole events where all we do is rock, paper, scissors with different games. I mean, really, really. I mean, kids, everything's decided that way. So... What I'm going to do is you don't have to do the Japanese thing, but if you really want to be good, you can do that. And what we do is we say, Saishoagu John Can Pon. And at Pon, you put out the paper, the scissors, or the rock, okay? Do it with me once. Here, let's do this. Saishoagu John Can Pon. Now, if you had been scissors, you would have tied. If you had been paper, you lost. If you had been rock, you defeated me, okay? What we're going to do from now on, if you tie with me or defeat me, you can remain standing. If you lose, you have to sit down. This will go quick, I promise. And to the last person remaining standing, I hope it isn't Dan. If the last person remaining, did I mention that? I, to the last person remaining standing, I'm going to have a valuable gift from Japan that you will treasure the rest of your life. Ready? Don't cheat now, okay? Here goes. Saishouagu John Ken Pon. Okay, if you're paper, you have to sit down. Okay, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Oh, we lost a lot of people already. Okay. By the way, Chris is allowed to win. Dan, no way. Okay, here goes. Sai Shawagu, John Ken Pon. If you are a rock, you have to sit down. Rocks. I'm sorry, rocks. Okay. Actually, if you ever do this, you know, have to, if your life depends on it, start with scissors. You have about a 5%. Larger chance to win, they say. Okay, here goes. Sai Shawagu, John Ken Pon. If you're a rock, you have to sit down. I'm sorry. Okay, here goes again. Sai Shawagu, John Ken Pon. If you're scissors, you have to sit down. I'm sorry. Okay. Dan, are you still on this? 
What a failure I am. Okay. <laughs> I remember looking at you and change. Okay, here it goes. Saishawaku, John Kenpon. If you are a rock, you have to sit down. I'm sorry. Okay. Saishawaku, John Kenpon. If you're paper, you have to sit down. Oh, man, I'm starting to run out of people. Saishawaku, John Kenpon. If you're rock, you have to... Ah, gotcha! Yay! Okay. Nina, are you still up there? Good job. I, you know, she was nice to me yesterday, so, you know, I'm sort of pulling. Oh, both of you are at this. Yeah, because of this. Okay. Okay, here it goes. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you are paper, you have to sit down. Only paper. Oh, I'm sorry, Nina. I'm very sorry. Paper. You guys are stealing this? Oh. Here it goes. I got to concentrate. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you're rock, you have to sit down. Oh man, this is unfair. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you're a rock, you have to sit down. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you're a rock, you have to sit down. Aha! <laughs> Sneaky I am. And there's only one person left, right? Is there anybody left? Oh, is there somebody else? Oh, the little girl back there? Oh, I'm sorry. It's between the two of you guys. You don't want to beat that little girl, do you? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> Oh, who else? Oh, two little girls. Okay, where's the two little girls? Okay, here goes. I'm so sorry. One of you has to win, one of you has to lose. So here goes. Are you ready? Okay. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you are paper, you're out. Uh, no, both scissors. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you are, oh, right. <laughs> this is a tough crowd. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. If you are a rock, you have to sit down. No? Oh, man. <laughs> this is really a tough crowd. Saishawagu, John Kenpon. Oh, you're both out. Okay, that, that won't work. <laughs> what? No, but, I, but they're really, I'm, I'm sure they're equivalent. Okay, here, here's what I got. I got two things. I'm not, this was handmade by a lady at our church. And they're handmade bookmarks to give to people in the States. And uh, she cut them out, pasted them on. A lady in our church made those for you. And this is a stylized Japanese coaster with Mount Fuji on it. You will treasure that for the rest of your life. Thank you very much for <laughs> playing. Okay. Actually, I did that because, you know, warming up the audience is really important in these situations because this is question time. And sometimes it's very hard to get anybody to respond but, you know, you get people moving, and they're more willing to ask a couple questions. I'm going to take a few questions, and then I have a few minutes from the Word, and that'll be it, right? So any questions whatsoever? Yes, sir? Actually, overall, pretty good. Just uh, more that isn't for them, I guess you'd say. Um, actually, there was a survey quite a few years ago, and I forget what the number was. It was quite high. They said if they could choose any religion, of course, in their case, they don't understand, but religion they wanted, I forget, was it like 50% or something, would have chosen Christianity. It's just social pressure and all those different things very few people do. But yeah, uh, actually pretty good. Very few people think badly of us. They don't like Jehovah's Witnesses much because I think especially in par part of the J Japan and most of J a lot of Japan, there are more Jehovah's Witnesses than any other sort of Christian. So, uh, uh, what? Yeah, as they would say. You know, of course, Jehovah's Witness, they come to the door, they knock on the door, and they say, we're, we're Christians just like you and stuff. But you know, you know what I mean. They're, they're really, 
in that group in their minds, so people assume when they meet us we're probably Jehovah's Witnesses because that's the main people they've met, uh, unfortunately. Uh, they have two, Jehovah's Witnesses have two unusually successful countries for them. Uh, Japan, I think the other one is Argentina, do you know? Anyway, yeah, they've done very well in Japan, even though in their case they're still, you know, a very small percentage, less than 1%, but more than your average uh, other Christian, uh, whatever you want to call that. I'm, I'm getting, you know, we, we, it's very hard to count. We have, this would easily be by far the largest church, if this just you here, we're in our state. We're in a state like you're in Texas, we're in a state called Kawashima. This would, uh, really, yeah, the whole island. This would easily be the largest church, you right here. So you're talking about very small groups in our state place. 20 years ago, they did a survey. They came up with 70 churches, and that's of every type you can absolutely imagine. And the average uh, group was a little under 17, and I think it's gone down since then. So, you know, you, you would be easily the largest church in our, that we would know of in our island. Yeah, very simply. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Actually, actually, our, our children do speak English, but our our uh, our daughter has a child. They, they're both living in Japan. They wanted to minister in Japan, but they didn't want to come back as missionaries. They hated deputation. Go uh, furlough. Go figure. We're on furlough now, so that's just your joke. But but uh, they are both in Japan now. But our daughter is a is an English Nazi. Whenever we are at the house, she wants to speak in English. We say something in Japanese, English, you know, because she wants to make sure her daughter can speak English too. Our son could care less, or his son, Liam, doesn't speak much English at all, which, uh, there it goes. Different, different kids, but they're both in Japan. All our grandkids are in Japan, of course. Yeah. Anyone else? Oh, I, I, is there someone? Did I, am I missing something? It's a big enough group that's easy to miss. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, anything in your culture that gives you some difficulty, especially in area with Christianity. Um, probably the biggest thing of all is the area of ancestor worship. I'm not sure your figure of your impression of ancestor worship and theirs might be pretty different, but it is true that every family, especially oldest sons, and because they have a very small population uh, rate, growth, almost every son is the oldest son. But uh, you're very responsible to worship the people in your family who have died for the first 41 years. And uh, it's, it's worship would be more like giving them offerings, offering incense, coming before them, clapping your hands, and asking them help, and uh, those type of things. And many people do it every day, especially older ladies, just absolutely faithful. And uh, that is, if you don't, it's possible. There's a lot of superstition involved, and of course, they're going to suffer until they go to heaven. Uh, Japanese... Buddhism is different from Buddhism anywhere else in the world. Basically, everybody dies and go to heaven. You know, you think of Buddhism, you have some karma and you're reborn and stuff like that. Everybody's mind says pretty much they die and go to heaven, you know. But in, until they really get to go-go is some, about 40-some years. So you have to take care of them. And that whole process is just everything. There are two main holidays, worshiping the ancestors. Everything, you know, your main room in your house has a place to worship your ancestors. I mean, just this, this is what it is. And uh, people are pretty much terrified about the whole not worshiping your ancestors thing. We, it goes from uncomfortableness to absolute, very much upset. We had a guy who came to know the Lord in our last church, and his wife, this was part of it, she'd be so embarrassed that people would withdraw from this, she came and she sobbed and told me, you've got to tell him not to become a Christian. And then she went to his, 
his co-workers and said, you got to stop him. And he went to the neighborhood. And then she took a big magic marker and wrote on the walls of our, her house, die, and Bill, my name, Bill die. And finally, he just gave in. He caved. Man, he fell away from the Lord. But yeah, those type, that type of thing can be a real barrier. But it varies between families. And that's one of the reasons, actually, per capita, more deaf have become saved. They don't have quite those family ties. 95% of parents of deaf children can't sign. So really, there aren't much ties, and they can't understand, and they're sort of cut off from their family, and that whole ancestor worship thing isn't quite as big. I think I probably talked too much about that, but yeah. And anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Oh, there isn't any more deafness. Uh, actually, most of the people in both of our churches were hearing, but uh, we have worked with the deaf the whole time and always had deaf people in our church. So we work with deaf people, too. Uh, you, you, I don't know, you, whatever you major in, you have, I guess, and we've always had a, we've done work with deaf. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a secular materialistic society with a veneer of religion. So, yeah, very much influenced by Western culture, especially Western movies. Uh, they have all the devices you have plus some. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tremendous, tremendous barrier. And uh, materialism, just overall richness, it's a, uh, it's a Western materialistic society in a Buddhist culture. So very hard to sort of... And we live in a comparably poor area, I guess you'd say. Anyone else? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a tremendous aging pastor group. The, the number of Bibles sold between 1990 and 2000, 2000, 2010 halved. Uh, a lot of churches are just getting older and older and older. And, you know, these are. These are churches of various types, and I admit that 100%, but they're, the pastoral group is very, very old. And uh, the stati you know, statistics lie and liars use statistics, I always say, because I'm not sure. I, uh, a pastor in, uh, that we trust in Tokyo told us that over 70, uh, over 70, I think he said it was 60% of all the pastors are over 70, and then 80% over 50, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's really, and you go around, you realize that's the case. A lot of very old pastors and no real hope for the future. Uh, a couple of seminaries that used to be there that for years had quite a few people have closed down and, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a major difficulty. So our response as best as we can, here's my philosophy as a church planner, is every place I go, I look for young guys who seem to know the Lord and be dedicated to the Lord. And I say, you know, the Lord needs you and I will train you. We will work together. You know, you don't, don't do this. We need you to think about being an elder and a leader in the church, you know. And, and that's, that's pretty much my life as much as I can. So, yeah, yeah. As much, and as much as possible, church-based theological education because there really isn't anywhere to send people to anyway. But it's still, it's a slow, slow thing, and we treasure any guys who are in that group. And there's few, too few of them. Yeah, it's a demographic nightmare. Yes, sir.
That's a very good question. I don't know what the statistics are. I know in our prefecture, we're like a state, like you are in Texas, smaller, of course. Uh, Becky and I, for quite a few years, were the only, uh, we had a Church of Christ couple that had been there for some years, a baptismal regeneration couple. But other than that, it was just. And then a couple singles worked with us, and people would come in and out. Up near Tokyo, there's more. But, boy, there, there are a few Japanese-starting churches, there's no doubt, you know, here and there. And... Uh, and Koreans, yeah, there's a, there's a Korean group coming in. We had a Korean church planning couple in our prefecture for a while. Uh, they were different, but we were glad to have anybody there in a way. But they're gone. Huh. Yeah, I don't really know the exact figures, but they're very small all over. And really, the whole, the whole church planning thing is in missions as a whole, and you probably know this, as going down, people are more interested in niche ministries, uh, you name it, whatever it may be. It's not as much church, but working with music or working with uh, rescue ministries or all those things. So overall, it's been shrinking. The number of new missionaries to Japan has been shrinking quite dramatically too. When we arrived, there were three language schools just for missionaries. Now there's one barely holding on. So, you know, that's just part of the demographics of missions in Japan too. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, what would you say? How many people do you have in your church? Okay, at the moment... Oh, the one in Izumi that we're at now, our new church, I guess it's 25, 30, you know. It depends on the Sunday. It's just like anybody. Yeah, pretty much that on Sundays. Yeah. Anyone else? I, oh, yes, sir. Okay, you know, it's basically relational. Uh, most people that I meet just don't have a clue. I mean, they don't have a clue. I mean, just you're starting from ground zero. You know, really don't have a clue. Uh, so what we do pretty much is we create relationships with the people. We invite them to church as much as possible because if they make a profession of faith and they're not tied in the church, it's just lost. If, they, if anybody seems to be close or interested or comes to church a couple times, there's a big thing. It's hard to get people in the church. Come to, yeah, well, we, we have all sorts of special events. I mean, we do everything. We just, you know, we invite them over to our house to eat. We have special things at church. We have concerts. We just do everything we possibly can. But if they show any interest whatsoever, interest even coming. I have a four-part Bible study, which I just rewrote, that I've used for many years, and other churches use as well. And uh, it uh, starts with Revelation, and then God, sin, Jesus, and the gospel, pretty much. Uh, and uh, we, we go through this Bible study. It's basically reading the Bible, and they respond and we go through the Bible study. I've done it four weeks. I've done it in a whole year. It just take, depends on how many questions people have. And most of the people who come to the Lord come to the Lord after that four-part Bible study at our kitchen table. And then we have a bunch of follow-up things. And from there, you try to get them involved in at least a couple things in church right off the bat. But uh, that's pretty much our primary uh, evangelistic method, if you will. I do have a 15-minute presentation of the gospel that I use all the time. But my real goal is the four-part Bible study because, I mean, they just don't have no knowledge, you know, this is not a Bible background, no, no shared in understanding of God, none of that, of course. Yeah. Any, anyone else? Okay, there doesn't have to be. Uh, I always have a, a couple, I have a couple slides here that I'll hold up, say a couple words, and then I'll open the Bible and we'll be done. Um, when you think about us, the first thing you th think about is bananas. Japan is shaped like a banana, okay? We're in the bottom tip. So every time you open a banana, look at a banana, we're in the bottom tip of the banana so you can pray for us, okay? 
Isn't that helpful? Now you know what to do with bananas. I don't know if you can see this very well, but this is a map of the world. There's a circle on that map. Can you see the circle? Do you realize there's more people living in that circle than all the rest of the world combined? Do you realize the greater population of Tokyo itself is larger than the entire population of Canada or Australia? There's a lot of people there, and most of the lost people of the world live in this area, especially what's often known as the 1040 window. Uh, everywhere is needy. Everybody, everywhere needs the gospel. Boy, these are incredibly gospel-needed, needy places. Uh, remember them in prayer. It's sort of funny because I didn't go and any, we didn't try to push our kids into becoming missionaries or, or anything, not at all in any way, but uh, we've become a family ministry. Our entire family is now in Japan, and uh, except for Becky's dad who came back and got married in December. By the way, I married my mom, I married my father-in-law, I married my son, I married my daughter, beat that. There it is, but uh, they're all in Japan now, and uh, our, our son-in-law is one of the elders at our last church, and our, our son is the lead pastor of the church up in Akita. And uh, it's nice to have family in Japan. And the last thing, and this is, uh, it's hard to get this many stick figures. Supposedly, in uh, the United States, over 75% 70 of people identify themselves as Christians. And you're going to say, oh, but they're not all really saved. And I, you're right. You're right. In our prefecture, they took a, they took a poll, and they came up with 0.1%. That's the little red stick figure on there. And uh, they have an old-fashioned saying in Japan, deru kugi wa utaderu, which means the nail that sticks up, hammered down. It's hard for that 0.1%. Uh, nobody in their family, nobody in their business, nobody in their school would claim to be a Christian, and it's, it's an uh, embarrassing, hard thing. Pray for the people of Japan. It's a needy place. I'm going to close with uh, one word from God's Word. And... Uh, Look at this nice Bible that Pastor Dan lent me. If you have a Bible, if you could turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. could start in verse 1, but I'm going to start in verse 2 just because of time. I'm going to read 2 through 5 and then make a few comments, and we'll pray, and we'll be done, okay? By 10, or a minute before, because I was told that that would make me more popular. Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm just joking. Here goes. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm going to stop there before I go on. That's really what we are as missionaries. I don't have debates with people in Japan over whether we should have dropped the atomic bomb or not gun control, Donald Trump, global warming, you know, all this stuff is, you bring it up, I can immediately make people think I'm a kook anyway, so, you know, majoring in Jesus Christ, sort of interesting to me when you come back to the States, people, when they think of a Christian, what do they think of? I hope when they think of me, they think of Jesus Christ. What he wants to talk about is Jesus Christ. The only thing he has a strong opinion on, really, that, 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 that he just doesn't want to let anybody go on is Jesus Christ. Just double down on Jesus Christ. Sometimes you just think people aren't even interested. They're Christians, and you meet them, and they talk about everything else. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of kings is he, the Lord of lords to me for all eternity. For I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my 
message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. That's the hope of a missionary in Japan and your hope here in America, too. You know it's hard in America? Almost everybody you meet, especially if you're in Texas, already thinks they're a Christian. You almost have to convince them they're not before they can get saved, right? Everybody we meet knows they're not a Christian. There's a plus there. Think of how easy that is. You know, you can just step over that, that whole hurdle right off. But you know what? Whether they're in America or the Japan, they have, there are tremendous barriers. According to Ephesians chapter 2, they're dead in trespasses is in, right? Not in the doghouse. Dead. What can you do for a dead person? Nothing. You can talk to your blue in your face. You can use all the arguments you ever want. You can be as clever as you want and witty as you want. And dead people are not impressed. Not only that, this says that the enemy of our soul, Satan, is, seeks to blind the minds of those who believe not that the lust, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. Right? And he's been at lo far longer than we are. He never gets tired. He has a huge army at his disposal. And he's much cleverer much smarter. So what's the hope of a missionary or hope of somebody sharing the gospel here in America? None of those things, right? I have a hope, and it's in the big three of the Trinity. Every basketball team needs a big three, right, anymore? That's sort of one of those basketball things, big three. We could wrap it, couldn't we? Yeah, I heard you wrap me last night. That was good, Jason. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's great if you get a chance, yeah. But uh, first one, God the Father. Jesus said, no one comes unto me unless the Father draws him, right? This is a good group, man. Draws him. Now, whatever you take, how that all works out, let me tell you something that's very clear. God the Father is involved in bringing people to himself, right? Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit convicts people of sin, righteousness, which I take as the righteousness of God, and judgment, judgment to come. So the Holy Spirit is actively involved in saving people. And Jesus said, I will build my church, right? God the Son is actively involved in saving people. So when I go and I witness to people in Japan or tell people the gospel in Japan, I don't have, and I hope, I'm sure you don't either, have any false thought in my mind that your great Japanese your clever illustrations, and by all means, use illustrations, and my great presentation, I try to do my best, I really do, are going to ever really save anyone. It's the power of God. And here's, here's what it is. When I, when I share the gospel, what I'm, what I'm really saying my soul is, Lord, I can't do this. You grab those people and say, you're mine. I'm going to pull you to myself. Because you're mine. And it, it, that's your only hope, right? And that's the hope of the missionary in Japan, the hope of the person who shares the gospel in America as well. Aren't we glad we have a hope? It's a living hope that fadeth not away. And a powerful, powerful hope in the power of God. Let's close in prayer. Dear Father in heaven, help us to be faithful and witness. Use us for your kingdom, your glory. Lord, build your kingdom through us. And Lord, I pray for new people to be saved in Japan, and this area as well, continue to build, support, comfort, encourage, strengthen, use in word and deed this church. And we love you. 
I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.